the Virgin Radio Pridecast, proudly supported by Disney Plus, full of stories and love for all. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. Hello, darlings all, and welcome to Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Tom Reed Wilson. And me, Harriet Thorpe. This is the show that does exactly what it says on the tin. We're going to have a conversation, a chat, a chinwag, whatever you want to call it. And we have questions to help us stay on track, and they have been randomly selected for us to answer. Mm, I know. (laughs) We'll try and be as open and honest as possible. But to start off with, a bit more about us. Well, I am a thespian, a logophile, a sort of dilettante of the arts, probably best known for celebs go dating. But what about you, darling? I mean, you're a legend. I'll take that and pay you later, thank you. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm an actress and I've been on the British Empire and Absolutely Fabulous and a lot of musicals in the West End. But that's about it, really. Anyone who'll pay me, I'm there. (laughs) And I must say, because you won't say it about yourself, huge philanthropist. Thank you, darling. And just about the biggest ally I know as well. Darling, I didn't know what you were going to say, huge and biggest. I was (laughs) daunted there for a moment. (laughs) Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Harriet Thorpe, and Tom Reed Wilson on Virgin Radio Pride. Well, darling, our first randomly selected question is question number three. Which job are you most proud of doing in your whole career? That's a tough question, actually, because I think all jobs I'm most proud of in the moment because it's all about communication, telling a story, sharing emotions, and that's what the arts does. And we've needed the arts since the beginning of time, whether it's a cave painting or whether it's a Greek tragedy, darling. We need a reflection of our crazy society. And so it's anything that I do I'm most proud of because it's telling a story that we all need to hear. It's the mirror to humanity, isn't it? 100%. And I know that you cleave yourself to the companies you belong to and you grow so fond of each other and such a family that naturally you're going to be very fond of the job you've just finished. I think you're so right and if you're doing eight shows a week for a year if you're in a musical it is your nighttime family and it's all about you know who's had what for lunch what are they doing (laughs) later who's sobbing who's not (laughs) you know it's all your coffee corner indeed yeah wicked Um, hashtag drama it's the backstage drama that we love as well as the onstage story and if you think about that you know a three-hour show and goodness knows how much time in the wings plus rehearsal it's a bit like spending two solid years with a person you know it's so it's you're in each other's pockets but in the most divine way it's so benevolent isn't it it's absolutely heavenly and also it's not just us as performers it's everyone else the dressers the wig designers the stage management it's everybody front of house backstage who keep us all together we can't do it without each other so we are absolutely bonded which as i've said is our culture yes absolutely absolutely quite a queer conversation Virgin Radio Pride. This is quite a queer conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Tom Reed Wilson, and Harriet Thorpe. Now, this is question number 29, and it is, without (laughs) telling us who, what is your worst encounter with a celebrity? Oh! (laughs) Well, I'm actually going to name names. (gasps) 
<laughs> because this story reflects badly on me and not on the person. Mm-hmm. And I remember Felicity Kendall walking into Harrods and we I was spraying perfume as an out-of-work thespian, you know. Mm-hmm. And I saw her and I thought, oh, I'm going to break the rules because we weren't allowed to talk to celebrities when they came in. And um, then I started listing her credits at her. But her theatrical credits exclusively, I was like, I'm not going to talk about the good life. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, I saw you twice in Mrs. Warren's profession. I saw you four times in the vortex. I saw you in the last cigarette. And I went on and on and on. Were you spraying her as you talked to her? No, no. no, I I was spraying her with my larynx. (laughs) (laughs) With my Tabasco spit of credits. And she started edging away with her grandchildren. And I thought, well, it can't end like this. She was about seven paces away. And I suddenly shouted, well done! As though she'd just put together a jigsaw puzzle or something. (laughs) But I am now her neighbour. And I redeemed myself because I saw her genuinely by accident on the steps of Gales. And I said, oh, Felicity, oh, you look divine. And then I just listed one credit and she did a deep curtsy on the steps of Gales. And it was wonderful and clearly didn't remember my ignominious first encounter. Darling, how hysterical is that? (laughs) What about you? Um, It's an odd encounter. Mm -hmm. I was doing a Zeffirelli film with Elizabeth Taylor. Well, well. And we was a film called Toscanini, The Young Maestro. I was playing a young soprano and she had just come out of Betty Ford looking sensational and it was her first kind of movie back. And it was wonderful actually because Sophie Ward and I and Leonie Mellinger, we were all there together and, you know, still mates today. And we had this scene, started the scene. I drew in my breath to speak my sentence. Yes. She walked by me and cut my lines without even a word, dear. But... What was salvaged from that moment of despair from myself was she bunched me the most sensational flowers that evening at my hotel. Oh, well, <laughs> saying love quite Elizabeth. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'd have curdled in that moment. I'd have curdled. You can't. You just have to move on. She's Elizabeth Taylor. I'm just a working actress and bloody lucky to be in her company. So it was fine. But it was oh. a hysterical moment, which I adore remembering. Yes. It's just that moment. Oh, that is a brilliant <laughs> story. Oh. Quite a Queer Conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Harriet Thorpe, and Tom Reed Wilson on Virgin Radio Pride. The next question randomly selected is number 26. Who is a good LGBTQ plus role model today? Well, shall I start? Yes, please, dear. Okay, well, I'm going to tie it in to the benevolence and open-mindedness of the arts, which you always talk about. And I'm going to go slightly rogue because I'm going to tie in an old role model with one of today because the first one is dead. (laughs) Good. Wonderful John Gielgud because I think it had some extraordinary title, the thing that he was arrested for, something like importuning young male persons persistently. Or some, that was the euphemistic description of what he did in mm. 1953. And 1953 was a crucial year for Gielgud. He'd just been knighted. And when he was caught doing this, he thought he could keep it quiet. And some awful member of the press <laughs> lingered at the court case. He'd heard a whisper. And so he made a big to-do and... Interestingly, uh, Parliament were crazy and lambasted him and kicked the already early authored bill to um, decriminalise 
homosexuality into the long grass for another 13 years or more. But the palace would not take away his knighthood. Government called for it, but they wouldn't have it. And then he opened in the play that he was rehearsing in Liverpool and there was a standing ovation on his first line. I mean, he did proceed to have a nervous breakdown at the end of that run, but he was so touched by that support. But he said that that experience, uh, and this brings me to my next um, role model, Ian McKellen. When Ian McKellen came out in the 80s, he had a conversation with it about it to John Gielgud. And uh, Gielgud said, I just can't. I'm just too scarred by that moment. And I know everybody knows, but I can't pin my colours to the mast in that way. But he said, you and Simon Callow, I'm so proud of you boys for doing it. So I think that's that's wonderful. So and, moving. And Ian, you know, as as you know very well, does so much work to this day for Stonewall and everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think my choice is Russell T. Davis. Oh, yes. For his extraordinary writing. It's a Sin during lockdown was the most brilliant, beautiful, poignant, heartbreaking series. Extraordinary. And... I lost so many of my friends to AIDS Yes, in the 80s and it just reminded me of my youth, those happy-go-lucky boys having a wonderful time and the sort of insanity that surrounded them, the shame, yes, the disappearance. Yes, and the misinformation. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think what he's written and sharing that was so profound and important. Yes. And I'm also going to mention my mother, Gillian Freeman, who wrote The Leather Boys, which is a gay classic, about working-class biker boys who fell in love in London and used to go to the Ace Cafe. Yes. And her novel, she wrote, when it was still illegal to be gay. Yes. And she had a voice for people who couldn't speak yeah. out for themselves. And this is crucial because it came out in 65, mm -hmm. and that's uh, two years before decriminalisation was pushed through by... Absolutely. By uh, Roy Jenkins, I suppose. Her novel her came out secretary. first and then she wrote the film, which yeah. was Rita Tushingham and Dudley Sutton. Yes. And I remember being on the set as a little girl then as well. And just, again, the the importance of people being who they are, honouring the men and women that they are. It is normal. Yeah. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. This is quite a queer conversation on Virgin Radio Bride with me, Tom Reed Wilson, and Harriet Thorpe. Now, I've got another question here. Yes. Again, randomly selected. Yes. Question 12. What was your first kiss like? <laughs> <laughs> Disastrous. Um, before I had my first kiss, I knew that indelible quote of uh, Ingrid Bergman saying that a kiss is a clever trick designed by nature to intervene when words become superfluous. And I thought, oh, that's what mine is going to be like. You know, that wonderful sort of tacit moment where mm. you both know. Mm. Actually, I just sort of lopped my tongue into a girl's mouth because I... <laughs> How wise. I had a... I had a darling girlfriend who is also gay <laughs> now <laughs> and we were at a party and uh, all our chums knew that we were sort of supposed to be dating I mean we were 12 or 13 mm. and um, they said oh come on it's high time you kissed you never even hold hands they really really chastised us so we did it and she locked her tongue in and I locked mine in and they both lay there dormant 
And we sort of had our eyes wide open as if to say, like saucers at one another. This is it. As if to say, <laughs> now what do we do? Do we just sort of leave it here? Does it sort of marinate in your spit? I mean, <laughs> does it cook? Does it warm up? I don't, I don't know. Well, clearly none of the above. I should try some arbitrary movement, but it just sort of lay there like bib lettuce. <laughs> what about so yours, funny. Well, I was thinking my first French kiss... I remember yeah. I was probably about 13, 14 and it was at some, I think it was after a fireworks party and there was some <laughs> young boy there and I remember he kissed me and I couldn't believe that moment of that intimacy which I hadn't really sort yes. of thought about the reality of it. The clever trick. The tingling, the, the excitement. Yes, darling. She said. And I just remember, but one, one kiss and I was done because I was then moving on because he wasn't for me. Quite a Queer Conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Harriet Thorpe, and Tom Reed Wilson on Virgin Radio Pride. Another random question for us. Question number four. Which song would be the soundtrack to your life? I think mine has to be my shit by Kurt Vile. Oh, brilliant. Because... Every lyric of that song is about this amazing ship with sails of silk and and rubies and pearls and all these elaborate adornments. But then the final, final line is, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but is essentially <laughs> all the glory of that vessel means nothing unless the vessel carries my true love to me. I don't care about any of those things. And I think that's... A divine sentiment. That is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, what about your song, darling? Well, I think I have to. I have to go. Obviously, but there's no business like show business, um, mm. because it just says every single thing about our world, and it when you know we smile when we are low, yes. and when life is your favourite uncle has died at dawn, yes. and you go on with the show. Top of that, you're. Pa and Ma have parted yes. and you're broken hearted, but you go on. So it's no matter what, the show must go on. And you have literally done that, haven't you? I mean, yes. in the throes of, Absolutely. of that kind of thing. Yes, I was in Les Miserables and my mother had a stroke, which she survived. And my niece was on a life support system with sepsis in Great Ormond Street. Yes. And every night when this train crash of sort of madness of, of my life seemed to be happening and you didn't know where it was going to stop every night the show was there and you went on and you had time out from the world Yeah, and it was it kept us going um, the other song I have to push it in a second one I'm so sorry <laughs> um, please don't judge is Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong oh yes because again it says all we have is here and now all our lives out there to find. The road is long, there are mountains in our way, but we climb a step every day. Love, lift us up where we belong. And that's all that matters, because it's the truth. What is the point of anything without love? I quite agree. Quite a Queer Conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. This is Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Tom Reed Wilson, and Harriet Thorpe. Our final random question is number 17. What advice would you give to your older self? I know that you and I are in concert on this question. <laughs> because to quote the title of Alan Bennett's penultimate diaries, keep 
on keeping on. I, I think you learn more by doing that. I think that you stay as active as possible. I think that your gray cells continue to dance, your blood cells continue to dance. You remain dynamic, zestful, alert, all the wonderful things. I think, yes. And what I would say to my older self is what I say to myself now and have done ever since I got free travel, um, is <laughs> don't stop. Yes. It's not what are you not doing today, it's what are you doing next. And that's how I feel. Yes. And yes. absolutely, as you said, keep on keeping on. But I think it's, again, culturally, it's who we are. Yes. In our world, you don't stop. You're not defined by anything or person or experience. You keep evolving. Yes. Where a lot of people don't evolve because of the nature of our work, we kind of keep moving forward. Yes. And yes. I think the thing that I must never forget is go where you're wanted, not where you want. Quite a Queer Conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Harriet Thorpe, and Tom Reed Wilson on Virgin Radio Pride. Well, darling, to finish, mm -hmm. this has slipped through our fingers like bathwater, this, this little chat. But to finish, we have the most important question of all. What does pride mean to you? Well, this year, an enormous amount, because it's the 50th anniversary of Pride. And I know Peter Tatchell, and Peter Tatchell was one of those intrepid people on that tiny, tiny, tiny first march, when the ripples of Stonewall had kind of landed in London, and it became so important to kind of galvanise the community. And it grew piecemeal. But interestingly, and I've always found this fascinating and kind of heartening in dark political times, which we are in again, it was sort of the darkest political times for queer people when pride grew the most because it was the end of Thatcher's premiership. It was 88. She authored Section 28, which meant that you couldn't talk about, for example, Shakespeare's sonnets being written to a young man. You you couldn't say that. That context was snipped out of anything that you taught, and you certainly couldn't talk about your own sexual identity in a classroom. Um, and the reaction to that on the street and the reaction to that in terms of pride was the biggest pride in history. It soared from the low thousands up to... 44,000 people in 88. So, so moving. Hugely augmented and heterosexual teachers marching side by side with queer people because of what Thatcher had done to, to their teaching. And um, Pride has augmented steadily ever since because we have learned and are still learning with our cousins all over the world that complacency cannot, cannot be ever. You're absolutely right and I think it just is so utterly important as an ally even before I realised that was a term. Yes. Because I didn't feel I needed to be named yes. because I grew up understanding everyone's entitled to love who they want to love and be whatever gender they want to be and be whoever they want to be. There are no rules. We're all the same. We're all normal. It's all normal. That's all that matters. And we today have a culture where we can have a voice yes. for everyone. And we were at the Rainbow Awards the other night together. We were indeed. And, and we again, indeed. so beautiful and moving and yes. the wit and the wisdom of everyone who spoke. And to see people honoured for doing just that, 
having the pride to stand up and say who they were. That's all that matters in this world. Quite a queer conversation. Turn it up louder. Radio. Pride. Thank you so much for listening to our Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride. Tom, darling, thank you to you. You are, as always, a sensation. Right back at your kid. Call me that. Thank you for being here with me. And, darlings all, I think we both want to say a very, very happy Pride. Happy Pride, darlings, always. Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio Pride. The Virgin Radio Pridecast. Proudly supported by Disney Plus. Celebrating every colour of the rainbow.